Sunday morning discussion on weekend view. The South African government is in a conundrum and it's not yet clear whether it will formally invite Russian President Putin, who has a warrant of arrest from the International Criminal Court. South Africa will host the leaders of Brazil, Russia, India and China at the 15th BRICS summit from August the 22nd later this year, raising questions around whether or not the government should act if Putin does in fact attend. The EFF on Thursday pledged to protect the Russian leader should he visit South Africa, citing the huge support Russia gave in the struggle for freedom. Here's an extract from the media briefing by the EFF leader, Julius Malema. ICC, Putin is welcomed here and no one is going to arrest Putin. If needs be, we'll go and fetch Putin from the airport to his meeting. He will address, finish all his meetings, we'll take him back to the airport. We're not going to be told by these hypocrites of the International Criminal Court who know the real violators of human rights who know the murderers of this world. That former uh, premier, uh, uh, prime minister of uh, Tony Blair admitted that they made a horrible mistake when it comes to Saddam Hussein. They've not been charged today. Bush is still there. They've not been charged till to date. And then Obama killed Gaddafi. And then nothing has happened. We are here today with Libya being destroyed and unable to recover because of America. We know very well that where NATO gets involved, those are terrorists. We know very well where the U.S. says we are going in to uh, install peace. That place will never know peace as long as America has visited that place. So we don't want uh, ICC's hypocrisy to apply here in our country. President Putin is welcomed. We know our friends. We know the people who liberated us. We know the people who supported us. Meanwhile, the Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Dr. Naledi Pando, says her department is awaiting a refreshed legal opinion on extending an invitation to Russian President Vladimir Putin. The legal opinion is expected to be discussed this week. Take a listen to what the minister had to say. Uh, Well, obviously, this is a very serious decision uh, by the ICC. Uh, We're a member state uh, uh, that has signed on. Uh, to the International uh, Criminal Court. Many countries which should sign on are not uh, members of it. Um, uh, And uh, we had hoped other forms of warrants would be uh, issued by the ICC because there are many, many countries and leaders who have practiced uh, very serious abuses uh, in situations of conflict, but they remain unscathed. Uh, in terms of the ICC. And this is a worrying aspect that we've raised previously. Uh, South Africa will have to look um, at existing uh, provisions of our legislation. Uh, We also, I think, will have to have a discussion uh, as cabinet, as well as with our colleagues uh, uh, in Russia, in the Russian Federation, and really uh, determine uh, the way forward. We've not had such a discussion as yet. But I think it's critically necessary. 
That was the Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Lady Pando. To look at the uh, political and legal ramifications of uh, Vladimir Putin's presence at the August BRICS summit and how South Africa can juggle its relationship with the West and the BRICS nations, we're now joined on the line by uh, Otilia Mawonganidze, Head of Special Projects at the Institute for Security Studies. Just from the clip we just played of, of the Minister Pando, um, who says here that we expected that the, the IEC would have would have um, you, you know uh, basically dished out other other warrants of arrest because there are other leaders um, who or other heads of state who have also committed atrocities, if you will. That sort of argument says no, no. We know that uh, that Putin has, has has plenty to account for, but deal with the other guys first. So it, it is the argument isn't that that he he doesn't have something to account for here. What does that sort of that sort of position actually say um, about about this this government? And I think your your question is, is right on point. Um, because it's almost, uh, you know, with international crime cases, we almost have to take it right back home. It's as if to say, if uh, you are not arrested for a crime that you have committed, it follows that uh, if Otilia commits a crime, then she must also not be arrested. Now, if we do that, we live a very big gap for impunity because any person who is alleged to have committed a crime will then say, but why would you arrest me when you haven't arrested the hundreds of other people who have committed crime? Now, as a legal argument, unfortunately, that simply does not fly. It could potentially fly as a political argument, but legally, you cannot say one person hasn't been arrested, so no one should be arrested. The minister also spoke to, you know, still kind of seeking legal advice on what the country should, in fact, do here. Give us a sense on, I suppose, where, where that, that um, you know, that legal advice should, in fact, be coming from. Are we just looking at at South Africa, right? So looking at our own jurisdiction, or is this a question of of what, I suppose, the, the, the ICC then requires of South Africa? Well, of course, remember that um, we are not new to this um, to, to these murky waters, if you will. The the issue with the Sudanese Al Bashir um, matter, where of course uh, the, the ICC, in fact, was was quite scathing about our um, our behaviour, where we allowed him to leave the country and not have arrested him as as would have been uh, what was expected of us? Mm. So when the South African government seeks uh, legal advice domestically, that is from the Office of the Chief State Law Advisor, so that is South African government legal advisors that have experience in international law. Um, And as you say, this is not the first time that they've had to ask for such legal advice. Such legal advice was sought in 2009, um, uh, in February 2009, just after al-Bashir's arrest warrant was issued initially by the International Criminal Court. And at the time, he was meant to attend former President Jacob Zuma's inauguration. Now, the advice received then and the reason the, the invite to him was very clear, but unfortunately, while you can attend, you may be arrested because the police are supposed to be independent of the presidency. Al-Bashir did not travel to South Africa in 2009. Then, in 2015, uh, legal advice again was sought as to whether for an international conference, so not for 
presidential inauguration, which is entirely domestic law, but whether for an international meeting, let's say a SADC heads of state, or in this case, an AU summit, whether the president could attend. So this was the former president of Sudan, al-Bashir. And at the time, it was a a tussle between diplomatic immunity and, in fact, South Africa's obligations to arrest. At the time, he did travel to South Africa and he did leave, but the courts were very clear. And this is not just the International Criminal Court. This is the Gauteng Division of the High Court in Pretoria that was very clear that, in fact, al-Bashir should have been arrested, not because of international law, but because of domestic law itself as well. Mm. So yes, international law comes into play, but our domestic laws say if someone is suspected of having committed international crimes, they should be arrested and they should be held to account. Of course, that doesn't mean that they're presumed to be guilty. Um, They can always make their case and they can be found innocent down the line. But our law says if someone has an arrest warrant, international or domestic, for crimes, um, they should be arrested. Morning, That's why the Africa is going down with this mindset of Julius Malema. Because whoever was part of liberation, whether he's a rapist, he's a gangster, he's a criminal, is welcome in South Africa. That's why ANC members are just stealing because they are the ones who are liberating us. This mindset will take us nowhere. This is Moses Tebe. Hi, Sebenzile. It's really here in Kumastelfontein. You know, Sebenzile, Nalidi Panda is one of the weakest links in Ramaphosa's workforce. She stands on the face, on the fence. She, she doesn't tell us straightforwardly what is to happen in regard to Putin when, when he comes here. She says we are awaiting the legal opinions and so on and so on. No, man, she must just step down, man. She, she's a useless uh, 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 foreign minister. Thanks. It's Willie here in Kuma Stelfontein. Jeez, Willie, you're putting it all on the minister. Hey, well, that, that's the stance of the government, right? If you think about the stance on Ukraine and Russia, it's been on the fence. Um, I was just looking at the um, ANC media group here to see whether they have missed a statement about the arrest warrant just yet. Uh, as yet, nope, they haven't They haven't released one um, on, on, on whether or not we, we should act. So I think she's, she's probably, what do they call it? Twang party line, if you will. Bruce in Johannesburg, quick one from you. Good morning. So we can't really join international, willingly join international organizations and then not follow the rules of them. But So what they should do with this BRICS meeting is just have, have Putin attended virtually. He doesn't have to get in a plane and fly into the borders of South Africa. They've done virtual meetings before with BRICS. It's not a big deal. And then we won't be in contravention of the ICC. Bruce, thank you very much for, for your call. Otilia, um, your thoughts on that? Just tell him not to come. Say, look, you, you're a friend of ours. Don't put us in such a position. Just just don't come. Mm. Um, look, that would be perhaps easy for South Africa to do if it were uh, uh, like the Sudanese president, because, you know, in the past, like I said, that has been the case. Of course, what we know is just how powerful the president of Russia is, 
arrest warrants like this are intended to diminish that power as well. Mm. Um, and the suggestion by the last caller that why can't he join online? Um, I mean, throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, a number of these meetings were convened, if not entirely online, they were convened in a hybrid format. Um, what this has done, and it's, it's, it's perhaps um, it's, it's perhaps weird, if I can put it that way, because the BRICS summit is in August. So between now and August, there is many number of events that Putin could attend, mm. right? And yet, um, and this is perhaps a broader conversation around why the direct focus on South Africa and South Africa being the country that should arrest. There are over 123 member states to the International Criminal Court, um, as well as non-member states that could also arrest uh, Putin. Mm. I think the suggestion that it must be South Africa that does so, as if, and I say this again, as if the BRICS summit is not five months away, um, is perhaps putting a, an unreasonable amount of pressure on South Africa to act for something that is still in the future, not too far, but it is still in the future. Mm. Um, and what we know, and, and perhaps this helps in terms of uh, broader context around arresting of current or former heads of state, is we've only had um, former heads of state uh, arrested, whether immediately after their term or, or not. Um, and the only current head of state or who was a current head of state of time who fled their country as soon as they lost the elections was the former president of the Gambia, Yaya Jami. Yeah. Other than that, whether it's Charles Taylor, whether it's Lohong Bagbo, whether it's Muammar Gaddafi who died before he was arrested, mm. these are all people who at the time that they were arrested were now former heads of state, which made it easier for whatever country, in the case of Charles Taylor, it was Nigeria, in the case of um, Lohong Bagbo, it was his own country, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, that transferred him to uh, the ICC and Charles Taylor to the Special Court of Sierra Leone. All this to say, it's not necessarily easy to arrest any sitting head of state. Mm. Um, and I think uh, it is for that reason that the ANC, or, or, or not just as a governing party, um, can't just come out immediately with a, with a statement and I have to repeat this. It's not a political party that will arrest the current president of Russia. It will be the police that will do that. Um, so, yes, the ANC can come out with a statement. The EFF has already done so. I understand the Democratic Alliance has similarly come out to say he should be arrested. But it won't be a political party that arrests. And we have to be very careful in how we conflate state institutions with political parties. Because if we say whenever the police arrest someone, they're acting for the ANC, then we're actually doing a disservice to the role that the police should play in ensuring accountability independent of a political party. Mm. No, but no, of course, party and state are, 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 confl are conflated or all too often uh, by 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 the politicians themselves, by the ministers themselves as well. But of course, we we of do course. it we we do it um, a, a lot as well, and that line does need to be clearer. 
South Africa, of course, now is in, is in the spotlight here. And, and there's still there's all sorts of debates about whether or not we have any business even being associated with the other, with, with, with the BRIC nations, right? When we compare just, I mean, we're tiny compared to, to their economies, they, they might and so on. But here you have the little guy really being saddled with, 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 with such a, a massive thing to do here. But the ICC, of course, uh, also uh, needs also to, to be critiqued. And this is also where the, the, the conversation about South Africa, in fact, withdrawing came from that they, um, it, it doesn't necessarily apply the same rules across the board that it's, it's, it's heads of state from from the developing world or from certain countries who are in fact um, called called to account whereas powerful leaders from the West in fact um, get off get off scot-free is there enough a particular global level of that conversation taking place here um, about about why this isn't such a, a straightforward or a simple thing to do? Mm. Um, and I know we're running a bit of time, out of time, so I'm going to try to be as brief as I can. Um, so here's the thing, and I, I, I know I keep coming back to the domestic, but I think it's important. The International Criminal Court is a court in the same way that the housing division of the High Court is a court in Pretoria and in Johannesburg, yeah. right? So a lot of the cases on which uh, criticism uh, arises are matters that the court did not create themselves. So even yeah. with the arrest warrant now for, for Putin, um, neither Ukraine nor Russia is a member state of the International Criminal Court. But Ukraine accepted the jurisdiction of the court over 10 years ago now. And the referral could not be made by Ukraine because it's not a member state. Sure, sure. So over 30 member states of the International Criminal Court made this referral to the court. And a referral is not of a person, it is a referral of the situation, so that there is a war ongoing. Sure. It's something that we cannot deny. Um, and it is from there that um, the International Criminal Court acts. Now, it's a pity we don't have that much time, because a number of the cases have either been referred by the state party itself, or in some instances, some of the cases that are cited are before the ICC jurisdiction started which is 1 July 2002. So I do feel, yes, there's so much that we can criticize the International Criminal Court, sure. and I wish there was time to do that. But at the same time, we also have to be honest in our critique. Of the court, That yep. the International Criminal Court cannot prosecute a lot of cases if they are before 1 July 2002, and importantly, if they have not been referred. And any member state can refer, sure. including South Africa, they can refer a situation in any other member state. We, and if it's not a yeah. member state, it can be referred by the UN Security Council if it hasn't accepted jurisdiction. Otilia, we, 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 we've just uh, uh, merely scratched the surface with, with these issues. Uh, we'll have to have you back just so that we can uh, we, we can go a bit deeper as well. But uh, thank you very much, especially just an important last point there um, about what the, the court can and cannot do. Otilia Mawonga needs it.